It's the Low and Is Chargers podcast. I'm a Chargers legend, Lorenzo Neal. I'm Is. All right, Lorenzo. So you're talking to me about the Chargers defense. Who do you think looks the best right now on that team? I'll tell you right now, this Charger defense is going to be a formidable defense this year. I know a lot of people like to talk about the San Francisco 49ers, that front four, get after you, the rotation. But hey, you guys got to remember what these people used to say about this uh, Niner defense last year before they go 13-2. and two, What was everyone talking about? The secondary. Talking about an agent Richard Sherman. Could Tart play? Can these guys held up? What happened? In comes young Nicky Bosa and D Ford on the outside and all the guys, Solomon Thomas and, and D Ford and all the guys that they had. One guy left that we understood Armstead is still here, but, but they lost to one of their guys who people aren't talking about enough, went over to Indianapolis, who's it was a absolutely man child. So but you talk about that front four, what they were able to do, they made that secondary better. I look at the Chargers and I'm not gonna say it's better. But if you look at their two outsides, Nikki Bosa here from San Francisco, but there's a guy in San in L.A. Yeah, that's right, Joey Bosa, the older <laughs> brother of Nikki Bosa. You look at those two, Izzy, and these two brothers, they get after it. Both these guys are pro bowlers. Both these guys can take over football games. And, I yes, and I think that the interior on the Niners had a little bit more help when you look at Buckner, who's no longer here, who was probably one of the best defensive interior lineman besides the great one in LA with the LA Rams you know who I'm talking about in LA Rams this guy can absolutely play <laughs> so you you think about the LA Rams who they have inside he is definitely hands down the best interior line but you know what the the Niners had a guy who was probably second or third behind him so now I think if you look at Joey Bosa he doesn't have a guy like Buckner you know, that, the, that that Joey Bosa had, that Nicky Bosa had. So he doesn't have those type of interior guys, but he's got a guy on the opposite side of him, and that's Ingram, Melvin Ingram III. That's not bad. That probably plays a little bit better than indeed Ford as far as consistency, a better all-around player against the run, physical type of guy. So those two bookends that the Chargers have, that the L.A. Chargers have, they are very, very formidable. They can get after you. They can put pressure on the quarterback. They can stop the run. So I look at the L.A. Chargers and think, man, they have two guys that can play the run and play the pass. So when you're talking about comparable to the Niners, hey, I think that those two deep, those two bookends are comparable to the Niners' uh, the bookends. Wait a minute. I just want to get this straight. You're telling That's right. me that, that the Chargers' DNs are better than the Niners' DNs? I, I, Nikki Bosa and you look at Joe. You look at Nikki Bosa and Joey Bosa come from the same bloodline. Go look at go look at Joey's Bosa's numbers. Look how much more he got double team. Go look at the interior lineman for the Niners. You're talking about a guy like Ormstead who had 11 sacks. You're talking a guy like DeForest Buckner who's no longer here, who was one of the better interior linemen in the league. Probably, you know, one of the best. So not, that guy's not there. And then you know about. You know about a guy that we picked up from Kansas City. He hasn't been healthy. The other defensive end for the Niners. He only played in, what, eight games, seven, eight games? So when you think about it like that, look at there and say, do you mean to tell me, do you think that the Chargers two outside bookends are going to have more sacks than the Niners two bookends? I would say I wouldn't take that bet. 
you cannot tell me that you believe that the Niners' two outside guys are going to have more sacks um, because you lost a great interior lineman in, in the Forrest Buckner because he's no longer here. He's in Indianapolis. Well, when the Niners first got Nick Bosa, I, was, I wasn't too happy about it because I thought that his brother was better watching him at the Chargers for a couple years. But last season, he showed me that he was one of the best DNs in the league as a rookie. And yeah, he wasn't getting as much double team as Joey was. But in the Super Bowl, you saw he was getting double team, double team every play, getting held almost every single play. You've seen the pictures and the videos, all that. So this coming season, I expect it, the both brothers to be treated the same. That's kind of funny that you think about two brothers being feared across the whole league. But I don't know. Like, even though they lost to Forrest Buckner, they're still going to do better than the Chargers D-lineman because of their plug-and-play. You mentioned they have DJ Jones. They have all these Eric Armstead. They have all these other guys who can plug-and-play. They don't have to play the whole game. They have guys that they can give rest. Like Bosa, he doesn't have to play the whole game. So I don't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, here's what I'm here's what I'm talking about, and I totally understand what you're saying, Izzy. But think about this: now you got Neforce Buckner, you put him on the right side, right, and then you put Nikki Bosa on the right side as well. So Nikki Bosa is playing the wide end. Who's playing over the tackle? You got D Ford that's playing over the guard. So that's an over defense or an under defense. So now the center has to double team Buckner. Now you have a one on one block. With Nicky Bosa out there when he was beating those guys. Now, if you now do you have a guy that's going to demand a double team inside? That's what no one's talking about. And that's the integral part of football that people don't talk about because Neforce Buckner took up two box, two blockers at times, so he would free up Nicky. So if you put one extra guy on there, you had that mismatch. So I think now when you look at that not having that, I think you're gonna see the LA Chargers, what they have. You look at Ingram the third. You look at Joey Bosa. I think they got a formidable pass rush. And then let's not talk about Harris the third. I mean, you got to look at this corner. I would take him over any corner on the Niners. I don't know what you – the kid can play. He's got great feet. I love to watch them. I'm watching a little bit of hard knocks right now, and I'll tell you right now, Izzy, watching some hard knocks, watching this young Harris get out there, and you know he's guarding, don't you? You know the receiver that the Chargers got? What's his name? I want to hear it. You know who I'm talking about? That bad boy, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, absolutely. You should see those guys going at it. They iron sharpens iron, and I'm telling you, these two pieces of iron are sharpening one another. Keenan Allen and Harris, they are – Keenan Allen and Harris, they are going at it. They're making it rain up in that club. So I'm telling you, the Chargers defense, especially secondary when it comes to Harris, he's a lockdown, knockdown, drag him out corner. You got a guy that can shut down your best receiver. How many times did he pick off Phillip Rivers? How many times did he match up great against Keelan Allen? Now you got two guys on the same team. I'm telling you, this Chargers defense is going to be formidable. Now you got another guy that's a lockdown corner, and that pressure and that front four the Chargers have, I'm telling you right now, they're going to be cooking in Crisco. You just watch, Chargers fan. You're in for a doozy. You know, I I let you make a mistake. You're talking about who's gonna get that same attention that Forrest Buckner got. I I didn't want to say it because I was wondering if you were gonna say it. You're forgetting about Javon Kinlaw, the Niners. Who? Javon who? Kinlaw, you know who he is. Come on. Oh my God, you're gonna put now. You're gonna compare Kinlaw to a. Are you gonna compare Kinlaw to a Pro Bowler? Arguably hey. a Hall of Famer and Buckner. He's got a rookie going to come in. You think a rookie? Name me. Last year, who's the kid from Alabama went number two, over, went number three overall to the Jets? 
inside and big boy from Alabama. You know, him and Joey Bosa came out the same draft. Everyone loved him, big baby. Yeah, how'd yeah, that work out? Yeah, he was funny, but how'd that work out for him? Because interior linemen, it's a lot different than paying pass rusher. When you're a pass rusher, it's about athletic ability. It's about quickness. It's about getting off. Now when you're inside in the trenches, you're in there with those big hogs, those big meat grinders, those big 330-pound big offensive guards and center. It's a lot tighter in there. You got to fight in the phone booth, Izzy. So now when you're going to talk about Ken Law, a young rookie's going to come in there and dominate an interior line, that's nothing. that doesn't usually happen. Name me one guy in the history of the NFL inside, and let's go, let's go down to the Rams. Let's talk about a, a team in the Rams. Who's that guy who's a boy dog down there, probably the best defensive lineman, bar none, in the entire league, interior lineman? What's his name, 93 down there in the Rams? You know hey, him, the highest Hey, hey I, I'm a Niners fan, so I, I, don't, I don't say his name. You can say his name. I will never say his name. But I, my point that I'm trying to make, <laughs> the point that I'm making is, he didn't dominate his rookie year. You look at Sue, his rookie year. Interior lineman, it's hard to be a dominant player when you're playing inside. That's all I'm saying. I totally understand what you're saying. Now, when you're playing outside, you're playing receiver, cornerback, running back. Athletic ability to get you so far. Athletic ability that you run around, make guys miss. Javon Curse, you're light. You're fast. You're the freak. You can make it happen. But when you're talking about being in there with those big boys, those big meat hooks, the big pigs, the big hogs in there, I don't know if this young rookie for the Niners can make hay while the by you know make make sun while this make hay while the sun shining. I think it's going to be interesting. That's why I like these Chargers front four. I like what they're doing down there. I like what Coach Lynn what he's going to bring to the attitude he's going to bring. This team is going to compete. The biggest situation if this offense don't turn the ball over. I think this is a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It don't turn the ball over like Jameis did. If the quarterback takes care of the ball, I think this team is a team that can get you nine wins. That's right, nine or ten wins and sneak in the playoffs. I believe the Chargers that good, especially with the defense that they have. That is being very optimistic, nine or ten wins. When we've heard reports coming out of training camp that Tyrod and Herbert, they've both been struggling against that elite Chargers defense. So that that's very bold, Lorenzo. It's very bold, but hey, let's just rewind because I remember things were coming out of Niners camp. Let's get you. You always want to talk about your beloved Niners. What came out of camp last year? Jimmy G threw five interceptions on practice. Couldn't get the ball to any receivers. Everyone said, oh, what happened? Oh, but at the end of the year, you know what? They were playing down there in Florida. That's right in Miami, Florida for a Super Bowl. Yeah, if your Jimmy G would hit that long ball, that touchdown, you might have won a Super Bowl, Niner fans. So, hey, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. We're going to see. I think Coach Lynn is not going to let these guys try to throw the ball all around the field. It's going to be control offense. It's going to be dink dunk. Let Tyrod Taylor get outside the pocket, move, use his legs to get outside the pocket, make some throws down the field. But it's going to be predicated on that defense, and that's why we're talking about those two outside pass rushers, what they bring to the game against the run and the pass, and also Harris, what he does for your, off, for your defense as far as blocking down the best receiver on the field any given Sunday. So I like what they're doing. I'm liking what the Chargers are going to bring to the table, and I think they're going to compete, and they're going to compete at a high level. Is I'm going out on limb right now. What is their Chargers record? Let me hear it preseason. Let me hear your prediction before the season starts here in two weeks. What is going to be their record? I'll give them a Cowboys record, eight and nine. Yeah, what eight and eight, eight or eight and nine? So it's got to be yeah. seven and nine. Are you talking about? Are you talking about seven and nine? Then what are you talking about? Eight and nine. You can't be. It's only oh, sixteen, yeah. uh, seventeen game season. 17, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're you're right. So you're going. So you're going to give them eight and nine. Yeah. I'm gonna give them. I'm a, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them nine and I'm gonna give them nine and eight or maybe even ten and seven. 
All right, I think that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna see. We're gonna see. I, 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 I think that you're gonna. I think that really though, when you look at the, the this season, uh, as a coach, you know, my head coach, many years had played with Jim Moore, and he's always tell me, he said, Lorenzo, offense entertains, but defense wins championships. Defense wins games, and I think when you look at the L.A. Chargers, you look around the National Football League. You look at the teams that had good defenses. You look at the Niners. You look at teams that could get after it. You look at the Ravens. Teams that played good defense, usually the teams that are going to be be there at the end of the year. Uh, you know, Kansas City was just, a, you know, Mahomes is just lightning in a bottle. But I really believe that the Chargers have talent enough on defense to do pretty well. It's going to be predicated. Can they win the turnover battles? Can their offense keep them, you know, don't turn the ball over? Because I think defensively, you're talking about the guys they have on that defense. I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, and you talk about their defense. Um, I just want to say this right now. And my fantasy team, I drafted the Chargers defense because of how elite they are. But oh. I did this before I found out that Der Derwin James is out six to eight months needing to get knee surgery out of training camp. So that's going to be a big shock to their defense. He's been hurt, I think, the almost every single season he's played with the Chargers so far. And the only time that he was healthy, he did make it to the Pro Bowl. And we all know he's an elite safety, so that's going to be a big blow to him. Lo, I want to throw something out there for you. There's one guy who's still out there. He was on that Legion of Boom. You know who I'm talking about. Oh. Earl Thomas. They need Earl, to get Earl. Earl Thomas to that defense. Uh, wow. You know what? If this was five years ago, I would be in the same church, same pew. And hell, I'll even sit on your lap there, buddy. We'll be in the same church, same pew, and we'll sit on each other's lap because I'd be with you. But I'll tell you right now, that doesn't do anything for my britches. That doesn't do anything for me. That doesn't get me excited at all. Five, six years ago, I'm all over Earl. I love some Earl. Me love some Earl. But I'm going to tell you right now, low, low, doesn't love Earl right now. I just think when you see Earl Thomas last year, you saw him in Tennessee against Tennessee. You saw him struggle in the run game. You saw him take some bad angles. This is a guy that was elite. This was an elite safety, a guy that was just a leader of men and could do a lot of different things. I, I happen to be coached by Jim Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, rather, played in my last year in Baltimore. And he's a good coach. And he's a guy that's disciplined. He's a guy that's going to hold guys accountable. So I like the man, Harbaugh. I know what he brings to the table. I know the kind of coach he is. He's going to want to push guys. And he's a no-nonsense type of guy. I'll tell you a quick story about John Harbaugh. I'm there in Baltimore. I come there. Ray Lewis, the great Ray Lewis and the great Ed Reed, two Hall of Famers, corner and safety and linebacker, you know, first ballot Hall of Famers. They have two locks. So they have one, two lockers. So they had two big lockers. Everyone else had one. John Harbaugh comes there. First thing he does is goes to those two guys and said, guys, I'm going to ask you something. Do you guys want to win a Super Bowl? Yes. Do you guys want to be a part of this team and, and show everyone that you guys are leaders? Yes. He said, I want you guys to have one locker because everyone else in that locker, they look to you guys for leadership and you guys got two and it shows favoritism. Can you guys do that for the coach? You know what? Those two Hall of Famers could have kept those lockers, but they understood the importance, what it meant to the old head ball coach. And that's why he won Super Bowl. I like John Harbaugh as a man. I like him as a coach. I know what he stands for. So when I hear that type of thing come out about Earl Thomas, that he was a cancer, the guys didn't think that he was, you know, being a team player. When I hear that 
and I hear a combat from a hard ball and you hear guys in that locker room, that's a hard pass. The Chargers and Lynn, they got a good little team down there. I think the Chargers are going to get better. I think you look at what they have on that team and their schedule, they're going to be a very formidable opponent. You don't need distractions. It's a hard pass. I know Earl's out there. I know the guy was a great safety in his day, but I just wouldn't bring him in. I don't think – I think his better years are behind him. And anytime you hear the guys are a distraction and the team players come out and say this is a big distraction for us as well, that's a hard pass for me, Izzy. So I'm going to kick rocks, and I'm going to punt on that Earl Thomas. I don't know about that because you played in the NFL and all that. You know locker rooms all, always have to be all lovey-dovey for you guys to win games. And I know the Ravens, they're a close-knit type of group and everything, but I saw that as a huge mistake, and it's going to be a big plus for whichever team gets him. I hope the Chargers <clears throat> can get him because if they do, whoo. Here comes the Chargers, baby. Oh, come on, Izzy. You can't go that way. I understand what you're looking at. You're looking at a shell of a man. Hell, when I'm my 17th year, let me tell you right now, I was a great player. Everyone talks about how tough and how fierce I was. But I was in my 17th year. I wasn't as good. It has a book that I read. You know, it was, it was you know, when it was one of those stories in there. It was that every bee that ever was was partly sting and partly buzz. I tell you, in my 17th year, I was all buzz and nobody. So I know <laughs> what it's like to lose it, man. I know it's like to fall off that cliff. And I think Earl Thomas, unfortunately, has fell off that cliff. So he's that bee that's mostly he's all buzz and he's no bite. So every bee that ever was was partly sting and partly buzz. Right now, Earl Thomas, he's just buzz. He's no bite. All right. Well, let me ask you this then. Where should he go, or do you think he's even going to get picked up at all? I think we, yeah, I think that Earl Thomas, I don't know if he's going to be. I think he's a situational type of safety. I think that now he can't necessarily play man. He can't run as fast as he can. He broke his leg not once but twice. You're talking about a guy that can't recover, can't move his hips, and can't come in and out of breaks as well as he can. Earl Thomas, when you start to lose it, sometimes you start to complain. Here's a guy that goes out there and punch one of his teammates because of the fact he blown, he blown coverage, and he happened to be the one that blown it. Earl was. So when you hear certain things about players, veteran players that's doing that because, you know, they're in and themselves are wrong, that's not what leaders do. You never hear about great leaders doing that. You never hear about Jimmy G going in the locker room because the receiver didn't run the right route and punched him. You don't hear about the great Jerry Rice did, you know, a guy didn't run, the quarterback didn't throw the right ball, and he goes and punches Joe Montana. You don't hear about your great, the great LaDainian Thomas and got in someone's face and beat up or hit an offensive line because he missed his block or blown coverage. So when you hear that about your greats, you never hear about Richard Sherman, you know, in someone's face or hitting someone because they blown coverage. How many times guys blown? Because that's not what leaders do. So if you want that on your team, Izzy, have fun. Coach Lynn, I know you're listening. You're a running back, a former running back. Coach Lynn, you know Lorenzo loves you. No one loves Coach Lynn like Lolo does. Coach Lynn's going to probably come on our show too, is because I love that guy. I know him, former running back for the Denver Broncos. He's a good coach. He wants to win. I don't think they need that distraction, and I don't think they'll bring him in. All right. Before we end this episode, I want to get your opinion on something. So I've been getting all these notifications throughout the past couple weeks of training camp. Almost every single team, there's players getting these injuries, but they're not the normal type of injuries. They're like a pulled quad, strained groin, um, ankle in injury, all these type of injuries that you usually see during OTAs, but you don't see it right before the season starts. So give me your opinion on all these injuries coming out right now. Yeah, this is going to be tough. Is I think that when you look at all the injuries that are taking place right now, I think more is even going to take place during the season. 
the first week it's going to be a bloodbath, unfortunately, because guys are going to, for the first time, are going to be opening up running full speed. It's still camp and training camp. Yeah, guys are thudding, they're tackling, but they're not going all out. When I hit you, if you and I are playing a football game, I'm not going to hit you the same way that I'm going to hit my opponent. You're not going to hit me the same way you're hitting your opponent because you and I were boys, we're teammates. You practice, you played the game. But on you know, Friday night or Saturday and we play in college or on Sundays, it's different. You're going out there with bad intentions. You're going to go to the opposite team and you're going to actually hit him. I've seen, hell, I've seen you come in there and you're going to almost knock yourself out. But you don't do that in practice. So what I'm saying is I think when the game starts in the first week and it's no – preseason you had no four games of preseason to get ready now it's full go I think there's going to be a lot of injuries so it's going to be interesting just to see what the training staff and what guys can do to try to make sure that they try to stay healthy if I'm a player if I was playing in this league with this weird year I'm taking my time I'm working myself into shape I'm looking at it I'm going through practice I'm doing more stretching more flexibility I'm boxing I'm getting making sure that I have someone punching on me. I'm taking shots, not in the face, but in the body, hardening up my body. I'm making sure that I'm getting guys, you know, hitting me on the different legs. I'm getting in positions where someone's, I'm, I'm running down the field and I have someone pull my shoulder to the side. And so getting my body in awkward positions, I'm getting on the ground, I'm getting in t tough situations, bending my body in positions that I wouldn't do, that you only do in a game. So these are some of the things I believe that teams should be doing in training camp because you're not going to have a full game until opening week in two weeks. So I can't wait. I can love the show. I'm enjoying this is. I can't wait till the season start. We got two more weeks. Man, it's going to be exciting. LA, get ready. The Chargers are coming to town, baby. Make sure to catch episodes every Tuesday and Thursday.